Josh. Yes, sir. Do you know the term building while flying? I've heard those words before in a very specific application. We're going to talk about building while flying, building relationships while flying, all of the above right here, right now, PodMax Live. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. Was this an outfit change? Who are you, share? Well, you, thanks, Lady well, Gaga. Th- <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no male reference to uh, that. Hey, man. <laughs> Who I are you, Liberace? I, I had to. I had to date, redate myself because I was like, share. I was like, okay, maybe people don't know who the heck that is. Oh, Lady Gaga, maybe. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad you noticed because I didn't even get to tell you yet, Eric. What's that? that? podmax.co slash gear is exactly how we want it to be live <laughs> you can buy all of your gear uh right on our uh, right on our website oh, like that's the url excited. again exactly it's podmax.co slash gear because eric said the word gear the other day and i'm like yeah that is better than mm. store or shop Love something it. exciting about gear so yeah i figured i'd uh, yeah it's hip so it's, it's cool like yeah. like us why not? So you know what? This is staying on Love it. all show. I hope nobody minds. No, no, no. You look good in it. You, well, it, well, it wears you well. You know what the exciting thing is? I feel good in it. So one influences the other, yeah? <laughs> From the inside out, my brother. Hey, you know what's funny about that? I remember you coming into studio and you were wearing a very particular type of sneaker. And I was like, what are those, man? And why do you, why do you wear them? And you're like, it makes me feel good because... How relevant for today's episode at the very least. So it's funny because um, I've been coming into uh, that studio for a year and a half now, right? As I like to say, you invited me in that fateful summer day and I never left. I just kept showing up and here we are now several, several months later. Um, But ever since I used to come for uh, the Wednesdays, right? You always defined it. You always created the Wednesday show and we just kept that schedule. Every time I would show up for show day, I would wear my K-Swiss clouds and dirt. You got Mm -hmm. it. Gary V sneakers. I still have them and wear them to this day on um, on our Pod Max event days. They've become the uh, the uniform of choice. Yeah, you remind me of our our friend and partner over here, Matt. He always wears specific type of shoes when he's closing a deal. Oh, so, wow. yeah, and I always know. Oh, look at him! He's closing, and then you look down at the shoes he's representing, just like you with the uh, the Vayner shoes. The Gary oh, shoes. I, I, yeah, I wonder. Um, I, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a people have those, you know, call them a quirk or a nuance yeah. that whether it's, uh, you know, you're signing a contract or you're having a certain meeting and or you're doing a show that you have you have a certain piece of something. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You have nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just no, not nothing comes to mind. But I'm sure something <laughs> later will. But I, I wanted to segue into. Sort of the format is being broken a little bit today because we have some special guests yes, we that do. we're going to be bringing on in just a few moments. But yeah, usually we go into segments and 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 you know we talk about certain topics in the podcast industry. But today I wanted to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart and yours, which is building relationships and the power the of building relationships. So you want to dive into that a little bit, Josh? Yeah. So the reason that this very moment is even happening is because one of our, my goodness, um, I mean, to say our absolute favorite relationship, pivotal relationship um, made this very moment happen. And we've spoken about him very often. Some might say too often. We say not enough, but it's uh, James Orsini. You know him, president of the Sasha Group. Uh, Back in May of this past year, 2020, which was our very first virtual PodMax event, we were coming from the live shows and events. And then, you know, what happened? And we're like, hey, is this going to even work virtual? There's only one way to find out. Let's do it and see what happens. Somebody on our team had a connection from her Seton Hall days, and that's where uh, James is from as well. She reached out and said, hey, we're doing this thing called Pod Max. Would you like to be a keynote? He said, yeah, sure. Not really knowing what it was, but he he did our keynote, 
and the rest is love history. He just never left. He literally supports and comes through all of our shows. He, uh, he, he's always so generous with his connections, his relationships and his time with us. And we had Claude Silver, you know, also from uh, the Vader Vayner Media family, come through as our keynote last PodMax event. Uh, James always shows up in support, especially for this past one with Claude. And after that event, he connected us with our two guests today and said, hey, maybe you should consider them for PodMax. It's Katie Hankinson and Mickey Cloud, who are... As Eric mentioned, The Building While Flying, they're the co-hosts of that podcast, which is the Sasha Group's podcast, which they launched pretty recently. Yeah, love it. And, you know, I think we're excited as the audience, I'm sure, wants to know who the heck we're talking about. So let's let's bring in Katie and Mickey. You know, we're so happy and honored to have you on the show today. <laughs> hey, thanks. guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So like I like to have said, it's co-host versus co-host. <laughs> right? Battle Royale. I'm ready, Wait. I'm ready. <laughs> I've got the bird on my side. You guys are going down. I got the bird. <laughs> I'm just you gonna get- it's the accent wars. We're gonna start right now. <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna put our thickest joysy accent on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you guys are the co-hosts of building while flying congratulations on this new launch because it's somewhat new i know katie you're the uh the lead brand strategist for the sasha group mickey you're the executive director of the sasha group heading up the chattanooga office did i get all of that base information correct you did that's correct i'm based up in new york and mickey's down in tennessee Excellent. And um, I want to know first, so why a couple of uh, two two points here? How and why were you two tapped for the hosts of the show? And then also, why now for the show? Well, I mean, obviously, natural charisma would be (laughs) selection number one as to why we're here as the co-host of Building While Flying. Um, also, mainly a whole ton of passion. I, I can definitely speak for myself in terms of being a total podcast uh, uh, lover, all things audio, uh, my jam. Um, but also, and I'll let Mickey chime in on this too, like for our, from our perspective, we spend so much time giving our clients who are small and medium-sized businesses, you know, growth-oriented leaders, entrepreneurs, mm. we spend so much time giving them advice about how to explore different platforms, how to think about different channels, how to you know, get their message out to audiences in a relevant way where the attention is. Um, and a lot of the time we're talking about audio, a lot of the time we're talking about podcasts. And so this was an opportunity for us to take some of our own advice. Mm, yeah. um, also scratch an itch for doing a ton of audio content, which I'm delighted about. Um, but yeah, just to get out there and be able to provide value to hopefully a growing audience of business owners and entrepreneurs as we do our own seeking and learning and digging into the whole way in which people are building while flying in today's crazy landscape. Yeah. And I think for, for us, what, in addition, like I'm a, I'm a big podcast uh, nut as well. Um, but I think one of the, you know, what's exciting is we've met so many entrepreneurs and, and business builders in the past two plus years. You know, we launched the Sasha Group as a spin out from VaynerMedia in, in January 2019. And, you know, at this point, I've talked to thousands of entrepreneurs, um, you know, some, you know, many of whom become clients, many of whom who, who don't become clients, but all of them have a really interesting story uh, to tell. And, and they've got really great lessons that they've learned by going through the fire of being an entrepreneur. And so for us, you know, it's exciting to be able to share those stories, those lessons, you know, to, to your point about James and his network, um, you know, where he's Gary Vaynerchuk himself has got a huge network. And so, you know, there is, there's going to be a never ending well of, of people for us to talk to and, and Mm. lessons to share. Um, and then Katie and I get to kind of jam on them and, and highlight the ones that we think are the, the lessons that are practical and, and for you know entrepreneurs or just things that like struck us and and, and made us think differently. So it's been it's been a, a great journey of learning as well. What I want to add to the conversation, and I'm sure you guys are experiencing this, is 
that it's a wonderful gift that we give to our guests, uh, especially as the show begins to grow. Uh, we, we notice that clients, partners, people in our world, when giving them a platform and a stage to stand on and handing them a mic and turning on the lights, you know, they really feel grateful for that opportunity. And then, you know, it's just this sort of selfish, like I'm giving something. I feel great when I do this. Uh, do you find that uh, that avenue and that sort of strategy has come to play when you're picking and choosing and, and, and trying to figure out who's going to be on the show next? How, how is that all working out for you guys? I think you hit on something so important about, and you also said this in the intro, Eric, when you were talking about relationship building. Like, I think something like this creates this amazing new space in which to have a conversation with someone which is not necessarily transactional, it's not necessarily advisor and advisee or agency and client. It is really just an opportunity to listen and hear what other people's stories are and have a purely conversational experience where you learn a ton about someone. And to me, I don't think at the moment we're thinking about it so much as a kind of, you know, here's, here's some people we want to work with, let's get them on the show and kind of mm -hmm. build that relationship. Although I totally see that as a use case. But, you know, I think what it does is it kind of reframes everybody as human beings who all have something to teach and learn from each other and builds relationships in a much more kind of nuanced way, I think, in a way. That's a yeah, we'll definitely be, I mean, you know, the, the, the lead generation part of this, right. And like, it's, it's much easier to reach out and say, Hey, you know, we, we host a podcast about entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and about the highs and lows. Would you like to be on it as opposed to, Hey, can I show you a one pager on some services <laughs> we offer? Right. Like and it's a much warmer, it's a much warmer exactly. outreach. So I'm sure we'll do that right now. I think what we're focused on is just telling the most compelling stories and interviewing just the, the people across the spectrum of, of entrepreneurship, we're, we're interviewing people who are in the very early stages of, of their entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial journey, if you would. Uh, and then we were interviewing some people who have exited four or five, six businesses and, and mm -hmm. kind of had had, you know, the, the pattern recognition of understanding kind of what goes into all of that. So that's what's also been exciting is that we're, we're not just trying to make it a PR show, we are trying to learn, you know, the the um, the lessons and like, what are the, what are the tumbles you've taken and what are the scars you have and how that, how that, that made you a better business person as well as a better person. So this, this show that we're on right now, the PodMax podcast, um, typically this is actually a departure as Eric mentioned from our usual structure. We don't usually have guests, although <laughs> we will occasionally, thanks for uh, paving that path for us now. Um, but I'd love to pull the curtain back and get a little meta if you would be so kind. Um, when, so, so this, this podcast of yours is the Sasha groups brand and property, right? Mm -hmm. What is, is, are you guys sort of like autonomous to do with it as you want, or is there input from another, you know, portion of people during the whole thing? How does it fit into the day-to-day -day activity? I would say, I mean, you mentioned him in, in, in your intro. James Orsini is very involved with how we're thinking about this. And the whole company is to a degree in the sense that everything that we produce from a Sasha Group's perspective is always going to be grounded in our philosophy, our values, and how we approach doing business and interacting with people. And that is true of this as a, a piece of content that we produce. Mm -hmm. But I think as the, the company is run in a way where we as leaders are all autonomous and <laughs> can make some decisions on how we want to approach things. Um, we're leveraging James's network just as we're leveraging our own. And it is extensive as I know you guys have spoken mm -hmm. to, same with Gary. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, it's, it's true. There is a meta level. There is an element of the individual that each of us bring to it, but there's also the level of what we want to be telling from a Sasha story perspective. And then within mm -hmm. that, we're part of the Vayniverse. So, you know, the there's Vayniverse. a big, bigger philosophy that is um, at play here too, that is part of how we, we think about how we're approaching content and storytelling too. It's interesting, uh, you know, the Vaynerverse and how, you know, we're, we're huge fans and disciples of everything that you guys do. And uh, we basically model our business and, and, and what, you know, every, every thought, everything sort of 
you know, we shines a light and tries to sort of mimic or, or mirror what we see happening, but in our own way, in our own style. Um, and I like that, Katie, you mentioned, you know, we, you know, eating our own cooking, you know, we're, we're telling people about this channel, but meanwhile, we need to have a channel. And that's why we always sort of were inspired to make sure that this is always consistent and we're always there and people can rely on whether there's one or a hundred or a thousand people watching, we make sure that we're there providing value in some way, shape or form. Um, so I wanted to ask you about like the, as the show continues to build and evolve, do you imagine that you'll, cause I, a lot of early podcasters or people getting into the game think traditional sense of, of advertising and radio. I'm like, uh, how can I get the most ads or the most downloads so I can get 1-800 mattress on the show? And I know you guys don't think that way, but most people do when they think of a podcast, are you strategizing or having conversations around, okay, if we have ad space, because this is basically what we do, it's really just for our products and services and or partners or very close people. Have you guys thought or had those conversations yet? <laughs> I think we're both laughing because no is the answer. Um, we, we have no, like monetization or download like this for building the Sasha Group brand. Um, and, 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 you know, it's reinforced. We are, you know, our brand is the Sasha Group um, a VaynerX company, you know, like that VaynerX connection is, is super important, but at the same time, you know, we are trying to, uh, you know, define and, and, and show off kind of the values and, and the thought leadership that we feel like we, we have in the great clients that we have and the, and the awesome work that we're able to do together with them. So right now it's, we're purely in brand building mode. Um, you know, I think that will have a halo long-term, um, for us in terms of, um, monetization opportunities, but no, we're not, um, we're not thinking about, you know, what advertisers can we attract um, via this right now. You know, it's interesting as well, because within the VaynerX world, obviously Gary has his podcast that he puts out daily, con you know, seven days a week content on his podcast. Um, that's never really, you know, that, that doesn't have ads in it at all. You know, it, it maybe has some pre-roll things about Gary's services, similar to what you were talking about, how, how you guys use your format. Um, the Gallery Media Group is another VaynerX company that is kind of the publishing arm of, of our world. And, and they produce podcasts on behalf of brands. So there's the, the CMO podcast that's hosted by former Procter & Gamble uh, CMO, Jim Stengel, which is you know, brought, brought to you by Deloitte. There's the Card Talk podcast, which is all about sports cards and is, you know, is, um, has got a, a title sponsor there. And so, you know, they're, they, they're kind of taking that route because it's, in many ways, the podcasts are funded by these brands, and, and they're and they're you know, and, and part of it is kind of building for a mass, you know, mainstream audience. Um, whereas ours, you know, obviously, right now we're just starting. It, it's going to be a bit more, a bit more niche um, at the at the beginning. Yeah, and I think to Mickey's point, this is one thread of all of the things that we do, and so the the pressure to monetize or productize the podcast in and of itself doesn't exist in the same way as if this was the kind of core single mm. centerpiece of, of what it is that we do. So that frees us up to make, to really do, and very much in the image of what Gary has always kind of been a huge proponent of, which is just add value, you know, add value and, or, you know, the, the riches will come elsewhere, but hopefully <laughs> what true. it is that we're doing, what we're focusing on is on our own learning journey, helping other people to discover stuff about entrepreneurship and and how to face up some of these crazy challenges um, in new and interesting ways. Yeah. I, w one of the things that I love that you guys do have, um, and and we're big proponents and we're part of this community called Stork, um, you know, and we're happy to cut a promo for you for that But <laughs> when, when you're ready. But yeah, it's, it's, it's such a wonderful community. Can we talk a bit about building community and, and, and the strength of doing it and why people should do it? You want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do it, Katie. Go ahead. Uh, I'm full of opinions. Um, well, I mean, it's a gigantic part, I think, of any brand building that's happening today. Um, you are really the product of the strength of your community, especially when you are a like, service-oriented business like uh. us, but you could be a product business too. Um, from, for us, Stork has been this incredible opportunity to not only – build out something that serves with education and support um, and kind of knowledge, a whole large group of people who maybe couldn't necessarily buy into kind of larger Vayner or Sasha kind of 
engagements or big products that you know may not be ready yet on their entrepreneurial journey to do that gives them that opportunity but also we get so much back from the community we're learning what lands well we learn what people need we're hearing what the conversation topics are we're figuring out how better to shape content in a way that actually does do what we want it to do which is help educate help like galvanize and encourage people as they run their businesses so you learn so much it's so much getting get and give um you know the benefits are, are, are huge and it kind of is almost that greater than the sum of its parts the thesis that sits behind building community yeah and i would i would say you know to where it truly came from was the was what katie was talking about where you know there's so many entrepreneurs that follow gary that reach out to us that are interested in kind of our philosophies but you know to to maybe don't aren't at the stage where they can afford you know for us to completely do run their media and creative or do a branding project with katie or, or all these all these different things but and we felt like god we still have to be able to bring value to them um and so it was on the roadmap for a long time this idea of kind of content as a service or and and and, and like it was on the roadmap, and then COVID happened right and we accelerated to make sure how can we get this live as quickly as possible because you know our main form of education at the time was uh, a product we call 4Ds, which is mm -hmm. a, a, a full day in person workshop. Um, we we were gonna it was gonna take us a little while because that's somewhat based on Gary's schedule. So it was a little bit all right. We got to while we're figuring out how to take that virtual in in the pandemic, um, we have to have another opportunity to to provide value to entrepreneurs, and that's where you know Stork got accelerated uh, and and became kind of this content membership. And that's how we really think about it now. You become a member of of the flock. Um, and you get, uh, you backlog, you get all the created eight, you know, since last past summer. And then a new video comes out every week, articles on Monday, articles come out on Wednesday. And then we host and ask me anything kind of Q and a session with someone from the team on, on Friday. And, uh, and to Katie's point, it's great feedback for us. It's great, you know, to see what topics are people interested in. And then, and now it's, it's helping to shape kind of the curriculum or the, the topics that we're going to be uh, covering in, in the future. And what you just uh, really spelled out, Mickey, isn't that exactly what the title of your show means, Building While Flying, which yeah. is and has been the philosophy of not only uh, of the Sasha group, but really Gary himself's philosophy of, you know, speed, right? Let's let's just get as quickly as possible and get it going. Yeah, I, uh, that was it was a fun one to develop in terms of naming, and it felt Obviously, it's so true of everything, of the kind of whole way in which Gary has built his businesses. But it's also, it's not just true now. Like we, we were talking a lot about, you know, here we are, we're launching a podcast in the middle of the pandemic. We need to be aware of the fact that everyone is facing all these new challenges. But mm -hmm. the kind of the fact that we are basing all of our philosophies on and that we say it within the whole of our Sasha group kind of overall pitch is... The only constant is change, mm. and that's always been true. And so what we need to do is equip people with the ability to stay the course, figure out which direction they're going in, be able to adapt without losing their way. And you know that kind of really describes all of the things that we do as a business, whether it's about brand foundations that give you that kind of center core, or whether it's understanding all of the crazy changing landscape, which enables you to kind of navigate and flex as you go. Um, yeah, so it just it speaks to Gary's philosophy. It speaks to the times we're in, but it kind of speaks to the fact that it's just a fact of life when you're building a business. Nothing ever happens in the order that you expect it to. <laughs> I'd love to bring in um, Mickey's timeline for a minute. Speaking of yep. that, Katie, and then speaking of um, the opening theme we framed with relationships. Uh, Eric and I talk all the time how, especially this past year, my goodness, if we were to dissect the trajectory we've been on and some of the success points we've hit, it's really about the the one-to-one -one relationships that we've built and nurtured. Um, Mickey, can you take us through your, from like 2011, yep. paint, paint that timeline, and I'd love to extract how relationships really catapulted you onward and upward from that moment. Yeah, so when I... I joined in fall 2011. At that point, I had worked at five, three different agencies in about five years and never at one more than a year and a half. Um, and 
uh, when I met Gary and AJ, the you know the the Fanerchuk brothers, um, the one of the I remember the very first conversation I ever had with Gary. We were talking about he was like, all right, I'm. I, he had a way of doing business in social media at the time that was vastly different than how advertising agencies were approach, approaching it. And so he had built a whole product around community management and, and mm. the content creation in a world where the agency I was coming from, I was in charge of digital strategy, which meant, which meant social media strategy, which meant the content, which meant the analytics, which meant like all of these things. And I knew that that wasn't that one person's job. And so when I met Gary and AJ, I was like, oh my gosh, they figured out how to productize content and community management for social, like, that's amazing. You know, we started talking about, you know, in, in our very first conversation, um, long, long-term opportunities, like, like, what do you want out of life kind of conversations? <laughs> and, so and I remember in that first conversation, I told him like, well, I'm not going to live in New York forever. And he's a New Yorker. And he was like, well, why would you ever want to leave greatest in the world? And, and, I, and all these things and I, and I believe it. And I was, and, and we kept talking and he, and by that end of that conversation, and this is the truth, he told me, listen, if, if you come and, and join me here, because I had a, an offer from Apple. I was, I was thinking about some wow. other different things. He said, if you come and join me here and do the things I think you can do, and I do the things I think I can do, in four years, we'll get you back to the Southeast. Wow. And I was like, this is a, my first time I ever met him. And, and I was like, A, who is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he could offer something like that. And then B, why do I believe him? Because um, in that moment, I really had felt like I connected with them and I believed him. And then four years later in 2015, we opened an office in Chattanooga, Tennessee um, that I that I hit up. And so that w- relationship, obviously, you know, he, but I think, but I think I can do. We, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get you there. But that relationship just started from a level of trust. Gary gives wow. trust mm-hmm. at, in the very early days, and then you know, if you don't live up to it, then, you know, you can, you know, you might go a different way, but yeah. um, that's been kind of the special relationship I have with Gary and AJ um, and why, you know, I've worked for, for Gary now for, for nine plus years. A great story. Oh. How fascinating oh. is all that? I love that. And sticking to the theme of relationship, right? It's, uh, it's so powerful and, and, and I love the trust, right? And Gary's always talking about, you know, building the no like and trust factor and that people will do work with you or want to be around you. Um, you know, if, if they have those three things and, you know, you embody those qualities, Katie, do you want to give the audience a little bit of your history and, and how you came to be in, in the Vaynerverse? Sure thing. Um, I had a bit more of a traditional agency background um, back in the UK and over here, really from kind of day one, I was in, I've worked in a whole load of different agency worlds um, from the direct marketing side of things into digital over in the UK and then came over and was working for BBDO in New York. That was my kind of mad men days. Um, and my, I, I knew of Vayner and Gary because I had been um, running the GE business over um, in at BBDO, the GE global side of things. Um, I had seen what they were up to. And it was just at that point where I was kind of like, starting to realize that working within those big TV shops was like turn, trying to turn a tanker from within, you know, mm-hmm. everything was all about um, at that point, very much about like TV at the center of absolutely everything. And the social platforms were kind of just starting to bubble up and no one quite knew how to use them. And I was approached by one of Gary's team to come and chat with him, had a similar experience as Mickey. It was kind of like came in and all of the sort of small things that I'd learned about what Vayner was doing were kind of like, well, hang on, there's like 15 yeah. irons in the fire here. This is really interesting and everything's moving 50,000 miles an hour. And so jumped in because I was excited to really dig into the platforms and the, this space um, in the, you know, that was about five years ago now, I think, five and a half years. Um, came in, did a lot of new business, worked on, ran the JP Morgan Chase business at Vayner for a few years. Um, and similar to Mickey, I think the big, the exciting thing within Vayner is every every Vayner year is almost like a, a dog year. Like it moves so fast, <laughs> and there's so much going on. So cool. Yeah. Um, so you know, I feel like I've I've learned so much about how this landscape has changed and been in the thick of it. Um, we jumped into the voice and um, voice first space a few years back and we actually did the first ever voice AOR relationship with Chase where we really looked into how Google and Alexa and how all the kind of voice first um, 
technologies were going to start changing the world of content. So that was fascinating to learn about. And then was part of the Sasha founding team to just right size a lot of what was happening at Vayner um, for the types of clients that we now work with today. And I get now to stretch a lot of the brand strategy chops that I've been building throughout my whole career, but in a way that is really getting to work with founders and entrepreneurs and leaders, right? The ones who really make the the day-to-day decisions about where they're taking their business. And it's immense fun and we're having a fantastic time. (laughs) Here's what I find incredibly fascinating about all of that. Mickey, what you shared, Katie, how you shared it from your perspective and point of view, you each brought um, a suggestion multiple times of there are rules to the way things work, but every rule is made to be broken. And once you know the rule, you have all freedom to break it. Like in your case, Mickey, you said Gary off the very first meeting was like, all right, here's a a lot of trust here are promises i'm gonna make and i'm gonna hope that you you pick up on it because i'm able to do that when a lot of people traditionally will say no business does not work that way business cannot survive that way and 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 like we're seeing your whole company on on inside every door breaks all of those conventions and i know you guys are doing some of that with the show itself Am I am I reading all this correctly? Yeah, I think so, I love the way you put that. And I also the breaking with convention is so true. I also think this year has proven to people that all these things that you think are impossible to shift, everyone just when forced to can do it overnight. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary's kind of been on that train for some time, and other people are realizing that you can actually break those rules too. Mickey, jump. I think that yeah, I think where where your comment also took me is just knowing that you guys had Claude silver on recently um you know just the way like the way we value people over business in our business and you know i joined the team when it was 25 people and we scaled we we were just starting the hockey stick growth um and you know by the next year we were at 200 plus people and the year after that 400 i mean it was it was really kind of that hyper hyper growth and the only way we were able to scale that quickly was because of kind of our culture and, and, and the values that we, um, you know, we're, that we, we just, we don't let jerks hang around, you know, like if you can't get along with other people at work, you could be the smartest strategist. You could be the best designer in the world, but if you can't get along and if you, why in, in, at the end of the day, it's not some big altruistic thing because we get value speed and the way you get speed is by having trust and the way you Mm. build up, trust is when you know, I know that Katie's not going to do anything to kind of try to stab me in the back. Like, I just know that because I know Katie and I know like how we've collaborated over the past five and a half years and all these things. And, um, and so we can work quicker together because of, you know, our relationship that has been built that way. And, and that comes from a, a culture of a company and an environment that values that because in the, the day, a culture is just made up of all the people you know, within it. And so Claude talks a lot about how like, we don't look for culture fit. We look for culture addition when we're adding people yes. to our team, it's we're looking yes. for skill set fit and culture addition because culture is about the people and the relationships you have. And, and if you have someone from the very top, Gary, who's saying you have to get along with everyone, you have to be able to like suppress any of the, of the, of your need to, to drive your ego or politics or whatever, and just trust and, and build a team. Then, and then we'll be able to move faster. Um, that is like an awesome environment to work with them. You, everything you're saying there, Mickey, reminds me of a book. Uh, Josh and I always try to sync up what we're reading, and we're currently <laughs> reading. You know, we got our little book club, um, uh, "Good to Great" by Jim Collins, and and I, I often think about Gary whenever I'm listening. I'm not reading it. I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, he he mentions you know one specific thing in there that sort of shifted my mindset. In that you know, don't necessarily you have to think of it as get the right people on the bus, right? Everybody on the bus, and then when you look into the, the the vehicle and you see who's there, don't tell them what the mission is and dictate what's going to happen or what they need to do, but more shift what the mission is based on who's on the bus. And I was like, wow, that's really yeah. sort of changing my mind about like, I'm always about what you said, Mickey, like you got to be the culture fit and, and you got to fit in with us and be like us. Well, that isn't going to necessarily be the best solution, right? So can you guys talk about um, about getting the right people on the bus and like how you guys do pivot at times based on the strengths of the team? I very much like a you know a team in sports. You, you, you sort of move and position things based on certain players and then build around them. And then the team changes 
the course, you know, based off of, of who's there. Yeah. I mean, I think from a, a hiring perspective, a lot of what, you know, we're, 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 we're looking for is, you know, because also in, in a lot of ways, the, you know, especially in the early days of VaynerMedia, like when we were hiring someone in 2011, you couldn't hire someone with 15 years of social media experience because it wasn't around that long, right? Like it didn't exist. And so we were looking, we were looking for, you know, are they curious? Are they proactive? Are they, do they think things differently? We were hiring people from improv, from journalism, from like all these different, you know, walks of, of life and getting into advertising. Um, and, and some have gone on and gone back to those things, or some have gone on and are still amazing kind of, um, you know, uh, employees and teammates of within the VaynerX walls. And so, you know, I think, um, the, the skill set thing is super important, right? Because like someone, you know, like right now we're help, you know, trying to build out a team around Katie for our branding initiatives. Cause we've gotten so much more brand foundation work over the past year. And so, yeah, we are looking for specific sets of people and, copy the way that you kind of need it to, to how do you, how do you turn a five minute pitch into that eight word sentence that kind of describes who you are as a company? Um, and so, you know, there are certainly things from a skill set perspective we're looking from there, but you know, the, the culture side matters, the culture addition side matters so much because when, and also I think even just that flip of culture fit to culture addition also helps look for diverse talent in a way that if it's, if it's not just, Hey, you got to be like us, come, 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 you know, join us. Then, um, you, you, you hopefully are starting to attract a, 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 a more diverse um, talent pool as well. I, I think the other point you made about adapting as the team adapts is really important too. Like I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the fact that, you know, a huge strategic advantage for us is speed and, you know, mm-hmm we have to do that whilst being thoughtful or otherwise, you know, you kind of throw, throw all the strategy out as you're rushing by. But the bigger thing is that it, with the speed is we need to be a flexible team. And with that means we have to be a learning team. And that doesn't just mean the people coming in need to learn fast. It means that we as leaders have to learn fast and be adaptive. And I kind of think that's a big a continuing theme about how Sasha is changing you know even in the last year to the point mickey made about strategy you know 2020 saw a big drop off in people you know early on spending money on paid media everyone kind of pulled in the 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 expenditure and worried about like outlay and and kind of took stock for a bit but then once that little blip happened people spent a lot more time thinking oh crikey now's the time i need to really think about who I really am. Like I need to figure out what this business stands for so I can figure out what my next product looks like. And brand suddenly grew. And so what we, the adaptability and the learning of how this team works means that we can shift from one emphasis on one offering into another and bring the team with us to, to go with where, where the market is going and where people's needs are going. And I think that's your point about the kind of coach shifting the team around, um, around the challenges, but also what people are asking for in, out in the world. I love all that. I, I love what you're saying, Katie, because um, I think that, you know, as entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs, they, they're, when with shift comes an element of risk, right? And I think that coming from the top, if someone, ha- is, someone has a, a tolerance for a certain level of risk, especially uh, at the, on the teams and your leadership, well, it gives everyone confidence, okay, I see the vision or I hear the vision. I don't necessarily know if it's going to come to fruition, but I'm ready because they're ready and there's the risk. And then there's something about leadership being able to say, you know, lead the charge and like everybody just blindly follows. There's, there's something cool about that because then, you know, the leader obviously is taking a big risk, but at the same time, isn't worried about falling on their faces because we're all going to learn something along the way, aren't we? We're all going to get bigger and better as a result of whatever it is happened uh, when, when we took that risk. And, and, and we always look to you guys as, as sort of our mentors and knowing that, you know, hey, you know, Gary or, or, or uh, James or you, Katie, are, are, are leading the front on certain sort of strategies and calling plays before they happen. And and it gives us the confidence and like, hey, here's the track record of Vayner and here's the track record of what Gary said over decades. And look at how it all came true with, you know, music.ly and TikTok. And now he's all about Clubhouse. And, you know, 
that's that's our obligatory clubhouse yeah. uh, drop. You know, it has to <laughs> be mentioned it. at least Love once it. on yeah. a podcast, right? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting because. Um, I think that we lead by example. And can you guys talk a little bit about those risks that you take when you make pivots and you sort of do things and build, you know, while you're flying? Yeah, I, my mind goes to, you know, uh, the it's almost a risk not to do those things. Gary, we always talk about you got to put yourself out of business before someone else does it for you. Oh, so nice. um, if nice. <laughs> so good. Uh, Gary says it all the time. I, you know, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> but, uh, <Trademarked. laughs> um, but, but that's, I mean, I, I think back to how VaynerMedia grew and wow. from a content community management shop to now a full service advertising AOR kind of, um, you know, just did the Scott Super Bowl spot and is in control of all of Scott's, $70 million ad spend and does the creative production. So like to go from that to that, it's because we were trying to put ourselves out of business before someone else could. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so for us, we see it as it's, it'd be a risk not to, you know, try this new thing or it'd be a risk not wow. to make that pivot or, and I actually had a, a guest on our podcast the other day, um, Gary, a guy named Dr. Gary Bisbee, who's uh, one of those ones who's exited four companies and done, and, and, and done a lot in the healthcare space. He kind of defined a pivot as, uh, going towards an opportunity, not over a challenge. And I thought that was super interesting um, because, uh, you know, sometimes you're maybe the, the product or service you're selling to the market, maybe it's a little early, or maybe, you know, if you just think it come at it from a different angle, um, there's a, there, it might unlock something. And so for us, it's about kind of um, the, for me, it's, it's, it's much more about the opportunity we're leaving on the table if we don't go do whatever, you know, strategy we're talking about. Love it. So good. One of the things um, we are focused on these days um, by um, sort of by a need through our events, after the events, some of the thought leaders and executives or CEOs of companies would come knocking and saying, hey, that's great. Uh, can you help me now uh, develop my personal brand? Because I've been entrenched in this eight figure business for all these years. Yes, yeah, success, but nobody really knows who I am. And I feel like now it's my time to step out. I want a podcast. I want a guest. I want to speak on stages. I want to write a book. Is there conscious talk uh, in your worlds of the difference between the brand awareness and then the individual personal brand awareness? I think we're, I think we're both smiling because we actually had a couple guests on the podcast that are be coming out that are kind of people all in the personal branding space. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I kind of want to tee Katie up to hear, uh, to hear her take on it. No, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. We have the conversation a lot. Um, I think people are so much more aware of personal brand now than many years ago, partly because of what's happened with entrepreneurship being kind of like the sexy thing these days. But I think um, it, they, they go so part and parcel with one another. You know, if you are a founder or a leader of a, piece, of a business, then a way of promoting that business is your brand. And if you are a leader and entrepreneur who kind of is the embodiment of your business, then your personal brand is essentially one and the same thing. I, I think what we've talked a lot about is, um, you know, many of, the, many of the core tenets are the same, whether you are a brand that is a company or a brand that is a human. Right. It's about, um, <laughs> it's about, you know, authenticity. It's about having a set of values at the core that are true to you. It's about finding your audience. <laughs> you know, that so many of the tenets are the same. Mm. Um, obviously, those who are we do we do less personal brand building as, within the Sasha group. Sure. Um, and, and more on the kind of actual the company side of things, but we do a lot of workshopping with clients to help them understand how what they do on the day to day for themselves will help to support and supplement their wider business context as well in some ways josh that's what i thought i was when you first started bringing it up i thought that was maybe where you were taking the question which is is the sasha group doing personal branding for for clients and things like that and I, i'd almost be curious to hear how you answer that question when someone comes to you and says hey uh can you help me launch my podcast or get me speaking and things like that like because you've opened their eyes to what this mm -hmm. can do for them and then where you take it from there mm. well we do produce shows we we have in-house shows and yep. client shows that we create launch produce and promote 
and then through the PodMax events, the 11th event coming up in two weeks from this Friday, February 26th. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, you know, like, like when you put a product and service out, the more you do it, the more feedback in some form or another you get. So through the yep. feedback we were getting, we knew that we had to uh, tend to further servicing the personal branding aspect of it. And with that, we created a sort of a premium service called Liftoff, which is for thought leaders, executives, and founders, where we basically strategize and specifically map out uh, their their best told stories. And then each month we record content sort of in a podcast format where we're yep. the interviewer and they're the interviewee uh, based on what stories and sound bites we want them to get out. And then we use that recording to chop up and push out on their social on their behalf and every week keeping them in the, you know, keeping their ideal audience in front of them and vice versa and That's creating awesome. this uh, thought leadership platform for them. Yeah. I, I had such an interesting conversation with someone the other day who works in content in more the kind of PR and communication space. And we were talking about the idea of thought leadership. And I think if you think back to like the origination of that term, it, it comes from people, like individual thought leaders. Mm -hmm. And what had happened for so many years, I think, is that brands were trying to be thought leaders. And I actually think it's really hard for a brand to be a thought leader, right. like this entity. Like right. the real sparks of genius come authentically from individuals. So I think in a way, like what's happening now, especially with podcasting, is there's an opportunity for people to have their take <laughs> and their yeah. leading thoughts, you yeah. know, in a in a in a sort of space that's a bit less that kind of like classic kind of old IBM you know, we're going to create a whole big chunk of content that's all thought leadership content that's <laughs> from the brand. You know, it's sort of, yeah. it's interesting where, it, where podcasting is opening things up in that regard. Yeah, I think there's a renaissance happening right now. Um, first off, it's, well, the, the, the faceless corporations have difficulty, right? That's why we're always sort of, and you guys are always sort of helping to identify who on the team, whether it's a CEO, CMO, who is it that's going to be the voice for the brand and represent. Uh, but then also, uh, we, we took it upon ourselves, you know, in, in, in Gary style, at the beginning of COVID to have a meeting, like, like a, a fireside to just say, hey, everyone, I know we're all worried. We don't know what's going to happen, but we have to double down on content because people, as we as thought leaders, and they were like, who, who me? Uh, we're, we're, so like they have to own up to it. There's certain ownership and responsibility to recognize and label yourself as a thought leader. And then also I said, they're going to need answers. Our clients, our people, our tribe of, of, of audience on podcasts or clients need to know what we're doing and how we're implementing and how we're pivoting and figuring things out along the way. Because everyone else, right, was curling up in a ball and eating ice cream while we were trying to figure out how to keep the business running. So I think that is a responsibility that people need to understand and and to really just step into it, right? Step into it and say, yeah, I am a thought leader and I could help people with everything that's happened to me and my experience and the trips and falls along the way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that to me, that's like a gigantic part of helping people with personal brands is your role is to ensure that people are expressing their thought leadership and that's and that is actually providing value and having some kind of an impact because there's right. so much just commentary that happens when like it's just content for content's sake so it, yes content absolutely and yes you know volume of it that will help move the needle for people Love it. Speaking you know, of content, I'm going to segue us, Josh. Unless yeah, you have something I, you no, I was just going to say, you know yeah. what's so sad? This hour is almost over. <laughs> it moves so quickly. I feel like yeah. we're, we're like, hey, we're just still cruising down I-95 and we could still take this. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we're in a Tesla, are we? Let's just sit back and relax. You know, no, so you're in a Tesla. <laughs> I'm in a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. A Y specifically. But um, yeah, so we're, we're going to bring on, if you guys don't mind sticking around, we're going to bring our co-host and partner of the On Air Brands live show, which is coming up next to talk about really sort of segueing into dovetailing everything we're talking about and thought content, leadership yeah. platforms, creating content, specifically maybe having podcasts or just continuing to produce uh, on a consistent level. So yeah, Todd, let's come on in and tell us what we can expect at the 12 o'clock hour. Hey, the, what's going on, guys? 
It's the new co-host of the On Air Brands live show, 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Facebook and Th your uh, podcast Th outlets. Thank you very much, Ryan Seacrest. I'm sorry, I mean Josh <laughs> Carey. Uh, so, uh, and, and everyone listening, just know if you give him that little nudge, he will blush a little bit. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you know, you admit one thing one time. <laughs> you got a man crush, admit it. Yeah. Um, but hanging out in the green room here watching this conversation was really great. Um, obviously, huge proponent of the content stuff that you guys are talking about, Katie and Mickey. And what we're going to be doing on today's episode of the On Air Brand Show is really diving into uh, crystallizing and articulating how to come up with your ideal audience that you want to target so that the content that you produce will really move that needle and have much more impact. You know, and I know that's something that you guys are, are big proponents of and talking about different contexts and cohorts in different places. Um, so I'm interested, you know, how do you guys take that approach? If you could give a quick, quick little answer. And then for everybody, if you want to hear us, uh, Josh, Eric, and I dive deeper in, make sure you tune in to the On Air Brand Show next. Mickey. Yeah, for us, this Austin's down to uh, to relevance, right? So, how do you make sure that your brand, your content, is as relevant as possible to mm. your audience? And in advertising, you know, for the longest time in that in that TV centric world that Katie was talking about, she was in at BBDO. You know, you're trying to make a message that can reach as wide as many people as possible, and so it it tends to get watered down to its most kind of vanilla message in, in that format. Um, in a world where you've got the internet and you can target um, you know, individuals based on, you know, affinity, based on, you know, demographics, based on first party data that you've got, like, know more audience who you're trying to reach, that it should, it, it's, it's almost malpractice not to think of, you know, like, who the, who you're trying to reach, and then creating content that is going to be specific for them. So it's definitely, it's a huge, you know, when we start working with clients that we're, we're doing the content, and we're doing the media, um, the, you know, we've, uh, it's one of the first exercises to go through is you start to break down the business and who their target audience is and take it out of kind of um, cl classic psychographic and get it down to like, all right, who's, who are the actual drivers of this business and how can we, and how can we segment them into cohorts so that we are creating content that is as relevant as possible for those cohorts. Love that. Perfectly Todd, said. Looks like you don't need to be the show. Mickey's taking yeah, over the show on air. Mickey, brands. take the mic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we don't need you, Todd. You can go back to sleep. <laughs> well, that's great. Thank you for, uh, for all that knowledge, Mickey. We we appreciate you. And yep, Katie, we appreciate right. you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to continuing the conversation in some other form. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 do it, Rob. Take us out, brother. Welcome to the Podmax Podcast.